I remember visiting friends, and do you remember? Well, this is going to date me. There are these old things called VHS tapes. Do you remember these, Mark? I do, okay? I'm not that young. <laughs> you sweet child. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, I'm glad that you could join us for another episode of the Bridge Podcast. And today I'm joined by Mark Dickey and Ben Sorrels. How are you guys? Hey, hey. Finally back on this thing. It's, it's been like a month. Good to see you back. And <laughs> I'm Andrew Jackson. Today's topic is scary movies. Ooh. Yeah. Now, I, I love scary movies. Ben, are you a scary movie viewer? You know... No, I'm not. Not a scary. How about no. you, Mark? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. Well, if I had one tip to give, uh, it, you're movie goers, right? Yes. Okay, yes. right. So I have found that um, there's an incredible movie house down in Rehoboth. Uh, re- will remain nameless. But I would like to recommend that if you go down to Rehoboth to check out a movie, you also visit our sponsor, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel ah. and Victoria's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. A great place to swing into before or after the film. Dinner and a movie. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're wondering where to dine this fall, try Victoria's Restaurant on the boardwalk in Rehoboth. You can actually see the boardwalk, the beach, mm. the ocean right there from where you're sitting and eating. They actually serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, year-round. So for a local's pick, it's the place to go. Yeah. You can check them out online, Boardwalk Plaza. Dot com. Now, this topic of scary movies, I have I've been a fan of scary movies for as long as I can remember. I remember visiting friends and we would um, do you remember? Well, this is going to date me. There are these old things called VHS tapes. <laughs> do you remember these, Mark? I do. OK, I'm not that young. <laughs> you sweet child. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I my, my like anecdote, how smart of a kid I was. Right. Was at three years old. I could work the VCR. There and you now go. kids are like programming their own video games. And, like, <laughs> yes. They know how to use the technology better than their parents. Do so, I, I, you know oh. that that might be true, but I'll bet even those children couldn't program the clock on a VCR. That or was read no, an analog clock. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there you go. There's no way. But so my friend and I, I remember going over to visit him, spending the night or whatever, and we would um, always we'd get one of the parents to drive us into town, go to the video store, and we could pick one or two movies. You know, you're not up mm-hmm. all night, so and. We would always wind up in the scary section. We would always go. And I, what is that? Why do you want to cause yourself to have fear? Who does that to themselves? Apparently I did. So. <laughs> you <laughs> know, amusement parks have been capitalizing off of that for ages. That's a good point. Right. Gives you a good jolt. Go up know, to the evidently. highest point and yeah. drop you. <laughs> you know, I think it has – I have this little theory that the, the reason – that we like scary things is because our lives are so not scary. Oh, sure. So, like, why do spiders freak us out? Well, it's something we can't control. It disappears. Right, right. And the rest of our day, we're not in danger. Yeah. So when something slightly dangerous comes, we get this thrill, which we don't want That's spiders. True. But movies... No. <laughs> People, we don't no, want spiders. No, we don't want spiders. <laughs> Creepy eight Unless leggings. you want a new door. Right. Where one wasn't before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, anyway, scary movies from as far back as I can remember have been, you know, that thing that, um, you know, sometimes I would sneak a scary movie at night. You know, I would get up, I would get up, my parents would be asleep, and I'd say, oh, I'm going to watch that scary movie. And that was always a bad idea. 
because then I'm up half of the night. I can't fall asleep, you know? You're setting a terrible example for our young listeners. I know, I know. Well, and maybe it's a warning, though, because you, you know, like you had said before, Mark, you, you might watch one of these movies and then you get, you get an idea or a thought or an image in your head and it, it's there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, I, everyone's different, but for me, um, there are a lot of times where I, I can't unsee certain things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not even the scary part of the movie. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to name names, but some of the scariest movies I've ever seen weren't in the horror genre. Oh, but like it was the just suspense was so high. I know. But there's just like one moment or one image that mm-hmm. like, like it, unsettling. It, it hits Mark Dickey yeah, yeah. to the core. Right. And then forever you're looking over your shoulder and checking the doors and mm-hmm. <laughs> makes you feel uneasy, unsettled, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I was actually reading about that. I, I like to write and I like to explore different kinds of writing. So I look at different genres. And one of the things about scary writing, you know, if you're going to write a suspense or something that's going to shock or scare someone, is that you do this thing where you you juxtapose things. So, for instance, and the, the um, trigger warning, if you put a clown, right, in, in a yeah, – a lot of people hate these clowns for some reason. But if you put a clown in a, um, a comfortable everyday situation and then all of a sudden there's a weird clown smiling at you, that will unnerve people. And so you would make these scenes, whether it be in a book or a movie or a TV show, you, where you would change the expected You'd replace it with the unexpected, huh. and then you could even twist it a little further by making it a bit unusual, or you would twist its shape or the description of it. So you might give it a, a larger head, larger eyes. You might make its limbs longer. So in terms of a spider, you might accentuate the size of the spider or the length of the legs, things like that. And so all that you're really doing, like you said, you know, you feel like our normal lives are kind of boring and sedate. Mm-hmm. So when you see that thing that is completely juxtaposed or that is ex, you know accentuated or exaggerated and it's out of place, that sense of out of place yeah. gets you even more unsettled. And so that is where you can like really uh, derive a lot of um, or drive a lot of fear in readers or in viewers is just by accentuating things and making them offset just a little bit. And so that's why I don't watch those things. Right. <laughs> That's why I choose to watch the the comedy section of my Netflix. You know, it's interesting that you were saying there's some things that you can't unsee. I I find that to be true. And I find that there's even things that I can't unhear Mm. also. I am forever quoting movies. Right. I do not know why, but and, – and sometimes I'll forget where it even came from. Which you film? Know? <laughs> and so in that sense, I have to be careful because there were BC movies before children. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a, yeah. And, uh, and so then they're like, oh, Dad, where's that – what movie is that from? Because they're used, they're used to me quoting movies. Right. And I'm like – Hmm, you know, don't know if I should answer that <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, I, I have come to find that um, actually watching scary movies can be very hazardous to my health. Ah. Um, and this, this is true, really. I mean, and this is a big warning to any gentleman out there who decide to sit on the couch and watch a scary movie with your wife. Because later that night, 
you will find yourself probably being pummeled or woken up out of a dead sleep with screaming and <laughs> punching <laughs> and kicking. <laughs> yeah, and there's no way to go back from that. So yeah. <laughs> you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself, and and I have, and and my wife won't watch very many scary movies with me. I'll have to you know fill her in on well, it's this type of scary or you know mm-hmm. it's suspenseful scary it's not gory scary or it's mm-hmm. you know this type of thing and we had kicked around that topic when we were discussing this podcast about um seeing you know uh, some horror films are full of graphic violence mm-hmm. right and- yeah like like it'll have like just to put it out there it seems like most horror movies are rated r mm-hmm. um but you never know what that rated r means right like like is it you know it could be any one of like seven different like categories categories, that cause it to be that rating Mm -hmm. but i don't know there there were movies that i watched as uh, a child that were Mm -hmm. rated r that were that way because of like there was a car crash Mm -hmm. and i didn't even register how dramatic that was as a as a six-year-old when you were just viewing it yeah and so like my parents didn't think anything of it for me to watch Mm -hmm. that movie but then other movies obviously they're the same rating right right completely unacceptable for children depending on the content that's being conveyed or even the context of that content you know um you can have a very suspenseful scary movie or um that that has no graphic violence Mm -hmm. that has uh no uh foul language and it has, you know, no um, adult themes in it. And and yet, again, it's so unsettling and it's yeah. so unnerving. And it tackles topics, right? Like in our house uh, with my daughter, I don't, I don't like her to read or view anything that um, the main character struggles with something that a child her age would not normally struggle with. Huh. Right? So I try to filter things in that, in that way. Um, so, but the context of some of these movies or films, they they might have, they might convey concepts that are so unnerving and unsettling that that's why they get a higher rating hmm. because it's outside of the range of what a you know a, a general uh, parental guidance movie would would convey or a PG thirteen might convey, and so it just it gets that R rating and it gets higher up. So something that I've been doing that I discovered a couple of years ago that is that is perfect um, is you know my wife and I will turn on netflix or hulu Mm -hmm. um, all these streaming streaming providers yeah um and uh, a lot of them don't actually have ratings uh if they're Mm -hmm. netflix originals you know it could be perfect for a three-year-old or you wouldn't want your 30-year-old children to to watch it Mm -hmm. um and so the website imdb okay internet movie database internet movie database Mm -hmm. imdb.com um if it one, it's just really fun if you watch a movie, you go, who is that person from? You can find all the actors and, and figure out which movies they're in, and it's, it's fun. But they also have on the website, on e- just about every movie, a parent's guide. And so if, so if something comes up on Netflix that looks really cool, that looks really fun, and like, man, that's something my wife and I would really enjoy, but we see that gigantic R next to it what's what's the rating for right i can actually type in that movie just straight into google you know the name of the movie parents guide and imdb will pop up i can click on it and it'll list out you know why it has that rating Hmm. and i have found it does kind of 
ruin the story right in might have some ways spoilers like and oh okay well these two people get together because there's this scene right in the movie right. but but i would much rather for, choose fair, not to watch that movie and have the story ruined mm-hmm. um you know like i i can't unsee certain things yeah and so yeah. so uh, that's a really really cool tool imdb.com the yes. parents guide do you ever go to IMDb? Have you used that website? Yeah, I do. I'm always interested in the cast. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. where did I see that person before? And then I go back and figure it out. And so mm-hmm. I, I get to see the kinds of you know people that play in it, what they played before, what mm-hmm. the storyline, you know, all that kind of good stuff. I like checking out like um, where the scenes were filmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, fun. you can find mm-hmm. out. You know, Sometimes sets. they have the budget. That's really neat. Oh yeah, I, I know. Especially to think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, well, yeah, so IMDb is a wonderful resource overall. Um, now, they also include the MPAA and certification ratings for films, um, you know, around the world. So there is this other uh, group called the Motion Picture Association or Motion Picture Association of America. And the MPAA, um, essentially, when motion pictures were really getting rolling. I <laughs> know, uh, right? Yeah, it was terrible. But when when they really took off in the in the, you know, the 30s, um when a lot of organization around the film industry uh took off, there was in place this thing called the Hayes Code. Huh. Okay. So historically, the Hayes Code was this list of um moral codes that film producers would adhere to. If they did not, then they would um, be prevented by the government from showing their film. Interesting. So it was a government-regulated uh, code mm-hmm. that prevented films from being released or distributed. Okay. Huh. So in the uh, mid-60s, um, uh, the, the chair at the time of the MPAA decided uh, we need something a little different. And so they shifted it. And they changed it toward this thing. Um, his name was Jack Valenti, and he replaced that that moral censorship guideline, uh, the Hayes Code, with something that was now parental-focused. So now the movie industry was going hand-in-hand to work with parents to build up um, their own family values. The movies would no longer say, this is what we're rated, or the government wouldn't say, this is the guidelines by which films should be ranked or rated. You have to decide, but we're going to give you a guideline. And so that's where things like uh, G, general rating, PG, parental guidance, and then at that time, R for restricted, and X came into play. And so that that was the change in the 60s, in, in like 1968. And it's still our current movie rating system. In fact, um, not all films have it. You'll find some films that are, say, not yet rated or right, this right. film is not rated. Uh, films do not have to undertake this rating system. It's voluntary. They submit their film. And believe it or not, it's a board of parents who really neat. watch the films. They rate them. Um, yeah, they take a That's look. That's interesting. They each have their own little like score sheet. Mm-hmm. And then they discuss the whole thing after watching the film. So they'll make their own marks and say what they you know rated it or what they thought was inappropriate or appropriate. And what was the context of the content like. And then they will have a whole discussion. Then the MPA will send that rating back to the filmmaker. And say, okay, this is your stamp. This is what you are. That would be such a fun board to be a part of. Wouldn't that be neat? Except I'd have to watch 
Scary movie. Also inappropriate movie. I thought about that. I thought but about, like, you know, ah, if only they could rate it before I watched it, and then I could rate it. <laughs> and then you could say, I'll yeah. come in and rate the, like, yeah, I, I thought about that. Like, someone who was on the board would have to see um, all of it, you know, in, in an attempt to hopefully, um, you know, guard other parents and other families. Um, so, anyway, pretty cool. Well, well right. it's like, You're I wish right. I could purchase the the television version. Right, the made-for-TV movie? The, like, yeah. Come on, like somebody let me like my kid wants to yep. watch this movie, but mm-hmm. like obviously not, you know, but right. we can edit it for TV, but you can't edit it for DVD. One That's of frustrating. The things yeah. that I and and just I abhor, I do not like to be cussed at in movies. Mm. I don't like to be cussed at at any time. But especially yeah. when I go to sit down and relax in a film and like escape into the story. Yeah. I even if the characters are talking to one another or you know yelling at a monster for instance, I don't want to hear the cussing. I really, really, really don't like it. Yeah. I really don't like to be cussed at in, in films. It's lazy writing. It is lazy writing. Yes, I think so too. It is. Lazy I have writing. all these emotions, and I'm going to boil them down to a really generic couple words, right? Instead of like super lazy writing. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We well, don't even get me started. Hey, a <laughs> little bit of trivia for you guys. I'll throw you a curve ball right. here. Okay. See if you can keep up with me. 1984. The year was 1984. The year after Star Wars, The Return of Jedi came out. In a world where 1984. No. Okay. <laughs> so, in 1984, the release of Poltergeist, okay. Gremlins, and Indiana Jones Temple of Doom made it clear that the MPAA rating system needed to change. Do you know what those three films had in common? Uh, Temple of Doom was pretty creepy. The Afterlife. Okay. All right, now. Um, Te- I just remember rewatching Temple of Doom. I watched it a ton as a kid, and as right. an adult, it was like, whoa! There's a lot of like, like a lot of violence. Well, not even the violence. The the I'll call it voodoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Their yeah. version the, of it. it was really creepy, like demonic kind of stuff in that weird movie. stuff. Nope, not that. Okay. No, <laughs> they were all three either produced or directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> And so, yeah, right. That's so, not about ratings. <laughs> no, it is. Check it out. <laughs> there so, you go. The parents on the MPAA rating board objected to a PG rating for Gremlins and Temple of Doom. They said, "No way! It's too too violent. It's got too much, you know, content in it that that we object to." But Spielberg felt that it would be unfair to give either of those films an R, and so they spoke to the the head of MPAA, and this guy took it to heart. They went back and discussed it. They looked at what could be done. And a new rating system was born. Ah, PG thirteen. Thank you, Temple of Doom. Isn't that <laughs> Steven, that Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg? Yeah, is the father of PG thirteen. That's it. That's how it got there. <laughs> you can thank the Gremlins. Thank you, Steven Spielberg, for drawing the line. Right, because that's basically the line in our household. <laughs> PG thirteen. Exactly. It's funny. In in an interview um, with the MPAA, he talked about that, and and they actually in his family adhere to the same rating system that they build films to. Um, they won't let their kids, you know, watch PG-13. I'm pretty dated. Uh, you know, his kids are probably much older now. But yeah. in the interview that I saw, um, they would stick to the same rating system. And he and his, his wife would preview movies before they allow their kids to watch PB, PG-13 films. Cool. So that's so, interesting. So in 1983, mm-hmm. before that's that right. happened, that's right. then... That would have There's been. There's a bigger gray area. Yes. Within the ratings. So you could call it, you know, it's it's one way or the other. And that's where this rating system from the MPAA, um, I would say it 
it strengthens parents to make wise decisions if they participate mm. in the ratings program, right? If they know it, review what those ratings cover, right? Yeah. Some of the categories that are discussed. And then if they review the films rather than just give it a green light. Oh, okay. If it falls into PG, we're going to green light it because. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if you're sending your kid to the movies without you or I don't know, like some theaters might not be as strict, but mm -hmm. I know they tried to they're trying to keep kids out of rated R movies anymore. But I don't know. I was a high schooler once. There were ways yeah. to get around it. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like if you're going to send your kid to the theater, like pull up that parent's guide and just know what you're exposing mm -hmm. them to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because again, it can't. It, it may not be the strict categories of language, um, graphic violence, adult themes. Mm -hmm. There may be content mm -hmm. that is conveyed, ideas and topics and uh, thoughts that are conveyed through the film yeah. that you don't want your kid exposed to, yeah. even if it is, you know, fuzzy bunny slippers and you know a warm bear waking up from hibernation. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, there could it's be interesting. Things. Yeah, I there's there's two things that came to my mind when we were just talking. Um, I went to a movie. It had just come out in the theater, and I was I don't even remember what the movie is, but it was around Halloween, and another movie that was being played in the theater last year was Halloween. Oh, the movie, right? The film. Yep. And it had an eighteen and up mm -hmm. um, age limit. NC-17? Unless, unless you were uh, accompanied by uh, an adult. If you're 17 or below, oh, okay. then it, mm -hmm. you had to be accompanied by an adult. Probably NC-17. But yeah. I saw kids my son's age going into oh, the no. movie with their parents. Oh, no. Yeah. And so that's a whole nother, like, I want my son to see this. I yeah. don't see that big of a deal, you know. And right. So when that's happening... Two kids the same age as your kids, you have to keep that in the back of your mind. Like, this is what, you know, kids these age could be learning right now. You're right. Well, You're right. Like, so have you had to deal with that at all, Ben? Like, 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 because your kids are, aren't going to that movie. Right. But, like, their friends might oh, yes. be. Yes. They, they have told me some things. They've come home from school. And have told me some things. I'm like, um, excuse me, where did you hear mm -hmm. this phrase? You know, and it may not even be the phrase may not even be bad itself, but I know where the phrase came from. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, they just say it at school. I'm like, really? You know, so I keep asking questions and then we have a little chit chat about it. But it's it's fascinating to me. You know, we we of course, my wife and I try to do as best we can with the video um, any any video uh, input mm -hmm. <laughs> in our kids, right? And I, you sometimes forget that your kids are going to interact with people, other people that have different views of what their kids should and should be seeing. Mm -hmm. We always check out um, Focus on the Families, plugged in online, mm. and what's so cool about it is it um, not only does uh, movies, but it also does. Um, uh, it does. Well, they cover all kinds of media. Yeah, yeah, videos, music, mm -hmm. TV, games, and books. Yes, yep. and like one of the you were talking about, there's different themes sometimes that the the ratings don't cover. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, they did a movie where 
the main character was told something by their parents at home, but then when they were off by themselves, they chose to totally go against what their parents said, and then they kind of glorified that somehow. Mm. And so it brings up the fact that that independent just be careful. Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not saying per se don't watch the movie because of it, but just remember in this particular story, mm-hmm. the person wins at the end. After mm-hmm. they didn't listen to their mom and dad, so right. you're going to oh, want to have a you know. So if we're trying to talk build about up, that, you know, a, a family that right. uh, you know says honor thy mother and father, right? right. Honor your parents. Yep. Do as you're told. Yeah. Uh, and then this movie glorifies breaking that rule. Yeah. And that person still comes out the winner in the end. It could conflict with the household values and morals that you're trying to instill. Yes. And, and that's just it, right? So you really have to get into a conversation with your kids. You've got to be, you've got to be the best movie critic mm-hmm. and reviewer that your par- that your children will know. Yeah. Um, and th- this doesn't just go for kids, right? I mean, we should be reviewing our own films. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Every, everything we take in with our eyes and ears, and yeah. I just feel like you know it's not that it's a bad thing. Like eventually, at some point in your life, you might have to make a decision for you. Yeah. That's not what your parents exactly. want for you but if you're six years old yeah right that is not the not time today. right not, not then and so it was like, interesting movies yeah. movies are appropriate yeah for you know having different maturities different yeah some kids understand stuff yeah um you know some like i don't want to open this can of worms but i'll refer i'll re- reference it some kids get baptized at the age of six mm-hmm. and there's no way i understood what Jesus did for me at six years mm-hmm. old, you know, but like there are some kids right, who right. really get it. They really understand yeah. and they want to like further their, right. their walk with right. Christ. Yeah. And it's up to you as a parent to right. make that decision. That's a good, yeah. that's a good analogy. It's, it's interesting because on plugged in online, they said about going against the parental figure as a reason to have a conversation with your kid, yeah. which I thought was cool. Like, okay, mm-hmm. for example, um, the movie uh, The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was right. collecting some Disney stuff for my daughter as she was, you know, we found out we were going to have a girl and whatever. Well, she goes against her father. You yes. know, her father says, <laughs> it's a central Stay theme here. of that film. <laughs> yeah. She keeps, you know, and then because Finding she, Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's not yeah. that it's a bad movie, it's just that. You know, there's a conversation sometimes to be had. Right. So it, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, she ran into a spot of trouble. She did. Yeah. She did. Another resource that was recommended to us is commonsensemedia.org. Uh, Jeff Twilley uses that to help review films for his family and other content that they view. Oh, cool. It's another really good one. Um, they, you know, they're, they're the nation's leading nonprofit organization dedicated to improving lives of kids and families by reviewing media and making sure that it's trustworthy so again you have to weigh it against what your household is trying to do Mm -hmm. what morals and ethics they're trying to uphold and the things that you're trying to teach your kids um but to that point if we're trying to convey morals and values to our children Mm -hmm. we've got to at some point decide what morals and values we plan to keep and uphold Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i only have a at this recording time i have a one month old i'm not going through this but um everything i've ever heard from a parent is they 
pick up every little detail about you. Mm, they do. Amazing. They are learning everything from mm-hmm. you. And I mean, scripture talks about all, all the time, you know, what you put into your body is what's going to come out. Mm, that's right. If you're filling your heart with, with just terrible things, right. That's what's mm-hmm. going to come out of your mouth. That's how you're going to treat people. And so when we ourselves as parents are consuming content, one, that content is coming out right at our kids, whether or not we're, dressing mm-hmm. up like clowns and scaring our kids or not <laughs> but like <laughs> just like we need to protect what's going into them we need to protect yeah. what goes into ourselves we right. do you do yep yeah do take the time to speak with your spouse or evaluate the content that you're viewing for yourself and decide where it falls in those boundaries that you've established both by what the holy spirit has convicted you in and uh, by the way that you want to present yourself in the world you know just knowing that what you consume is what's going to come out Oh, I can I add something real yeah, quick, you, Andrew? Yeah. I feel like there are so many places we could have gone with this episode. Mm. And mm. I'm just imagining like, man, we're at the end of it. But I feel like there's so many places we could have gone. Um, so maybe if you, the listener, are uh, thinking, well, what about this? What about that? Email us. What's the email, Andrew? Podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast at 887thebridge.com. Okay, so email us at podcast at 887thebridge.com. Yep. And what didn't we cover? If we did a part two of this, like right. what, what should we cover? Because, I mean, what our kids consume, what we consume is really important. Very important. Yeah, yes, I agree. Cool. So check out the Bridge mobile app. You can get the latest podcast episodes there. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Again, provide feedback and suggestions, podcast at 887thebridge.com, and get complete show notes. We'll have links to all of these resources in the show notes when you visit our website, 887thebridge.com. 